Hey everybody, this is Chad Jordan from Sport Clips, and this is another edition of our Sport Clips Hall of Fame podcast. And uh, we're continue, continuing our series called Success Stories, or Secrets of My Success. And uh, I have another fitting uh, person that uh, fits that profile. So I'm going to have her quickly introduce herself, and then we'll get into a little bit of her story. Who do I have with us today? So I am Marty Jo Endress. Um, I am in Minnesota. So I do recruiting and training and development for uh, 16 locations, and I am also a team leader. And uh, you might be able to tell, for those listening, she's originally from Minnesota, <laughs> and you're going to probably hear that throughout the podcast here. So uh, so I love, uh, I love when I go to different parts of the country, the south, or where we can tell, the northeast, we can tell where you're from just by listening to you. Yeah. So, well, you sound strange to us, too. I'm sure I do. So. It's, I, I sound strange. I look strange. I... <laughs> I can't react to sub-zero temperatures like you guys can. I, I, I turn hypercolor and all that stuff, yeah. but having a great time here in Minnesota. And we want to dive in into your story uh, because you have a unique background. Uh, obviously, what you're doing at Sport Clips now is amazing, but to, you're, you're a, sty- a stylist by trade? Is yes, that? Okay. correct. So tell me a little bit about your, your story uh, because I definitely want to, to use it as an example of how to be successful at Sport Clips. But give me, can, can you give me a little back, a backdrop, a backstory of how you got here, what, you're, what you've been doing, all that fun stuff? Sure. So I have actually been a licensed cosmetologist um, for 16 years. Okay. So you got your license. You're 10 years old. You got your, okay, you got your license. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. All right. Okay. And? <laughs> so it was actually a second career for me. So I went to cosmetology school when I was 30. Wow. Which is a little older right. um, for most. You were both a bunch of teenagers. And yes, you're in I was school. the mother of yeah. the group for <laughs> At certain. Thirty, you're the mother of the yes. Um, so second career for me. Um, I was kind of at that time going through um, some different uh, things in my life mm-hmm. and needed a change. Um, actually, kind of used cosmetology school at that time. Um, to make other people feel better about themselves actually made me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of using it at first, I think, to kind of replace the fact that I was really missing something in my life. Yeah. Um, how how so. did you discover cosmetology? Had it been a secret kind of ambition that you had wanted to do, but just never went to schooling to do it? Or you just woke up one day and said, I'll give this a try? Well, I think... It really kind of paired nicely with the fact that I really liked being with people Mm -hmm. um, and kind of being that day maker and mood changer, but it also was creative. Um, Also, the schooling was kind of a short period of time, so I thought it would be a much lesser route than going back to college college. Right. And you... You were a mo- you're a mom of how many at that time? So I was a single mom. Single mom. At that time with two children. Okay. And so that seemed like a good career to kind of shift into. Definitely. Be able, yeah. Were they school aged at that time? Or? Yes. Okay. Yep. My youngest was just starting kindergarten okay. uh, that year. So uh, so you you shift into it. You go to cosmetology school. You Is it an instant things clicked? And yes, this is what I can see myself doing for the next however many years. And, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, you you get out. You go where? You find a salon. Are you doing women's hair or what? 
So I actually started my career um, at a children's salon, Okay. believe it or not. Um, I know most people are like, oh my gosh, yeah. how could you do that? Um, but it was really cool. Um, one side of the salon, I had an adult chair, and then we also had a side where I could do kids. Mm. And it really took my career, I think, on a really good path to start because I got to do a lot of everything. And whenever you're working, I think, with people's children, you develop such a great relationship with those parents. They trust you. Um, yeah. So it it really was a, a really good fit for me the first four years that I, mm. I did hair. Uh, then you uh, shift to – you get to sport clips at some point. How long have you been here, uh, and did you start as a stylist, or can you walk me through that journey? Yeah, so I actually uh, originally – I've been with Sport Clips now coming up on nine years, mm-hmm. but I really would have been with Sport Clips almost ten. Um, when I first originally started, I was hired on as a stylist at our pilot store actually here in Minnesota. Um, so 101, where, yep, where is that? Yep, and then 101, Coon Rapids. Okay. Yep. Boy, that's just fun to say. Coon, Coon, Coon Rapids? Coon Rapids, All right. yep. Okay. So um, as I said earlier um, – I was in kind of a lot of transition Mm -hmm. um, in my life and trying to kind of figure out where I fit in and was going through some addition, you know, different emotional things at that time and started with Sport Clips, got hired on as a stylist, worked for four days, and on my very first Saturday did a no-call, no-show. What is that for the non-Sport Clippers that are listening to this? That means you didn't show up for work and you didn't let anybody know you weren't coming in? That is absolutely correct. Okay. Um, are you allowed to say why you did that? Or is that to not for, suitable for this podcast? Or I think at that time, um, and even, even really early on, I saw that Sport Clips, after all those years of being in the industry, was something very different than what I was used to. Um, the values are very clear right from mm-hmm. the beginning. You know, do your best, do what's right, treat others the way they want to be treated. I don't think at that point I was in an emotional place um, that I would have been successful with Sport Clips at that time in my life because I didn't feel those things inside myself. Mm. Um, so I I ran from it, mm-hmm. I think is now looking back kind of the way I think about it. Did you feel so, like you were going to have to live a lie then? I mean, like you didn't... You didn't see in yourself those values. You didn't have the self-worth or, or whatever, and so you, you didn't want to put up a charade. Is that essentially what you're saying? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I don't know if at that time and in, in that place in my life that I really felt like sport clips would have been the right fit for me, even though it would have been. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that emotionally and per, interpersonally that – I would have fit into that culture because because of the fact that they had standards and I wasn't feeling that way about myself at mm. that time. So. Uh, and after that no call no show, uh, what do you not do you, you quit right away or what happens? So I literally left all of my cutting tools there. Mm. I left my license there. I just never went back. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of one of the things, unfortunately, um, 
you know, growing up the way I did, I did grow up in foster care. So mm. I had didn't have a relationship with my parents um, from age 12 until I was 22. And then even after that, it was kind of strained. Yeah. Um, so that whole fight or flight thing, I never really quite got the fight part yet. It uh-huh. was more the flight part. Yeah. So um, I was ashamed and didn't want to go back um, to even pick my stuff up because I, I felt guilty. And mm-hmm. um, life kind of took me for a turn over the next year. And literally one day out of the blue, I was leaving a, a styling job that I really did not like. Um, and I got a phone call out of the blue from Bob Chalbert, my f- franchise owner and uh-huh. partner in crime now. Yeah. Um, but he and lit- he had he was a, he's a team leader of 101 Correct. and then 101. Yeah. That you had no called no showed for. Right. Had you spoken to him since that Saturday? No. Okay. What and you didn't even speak to him that Saturday because you no. didn't call in. No. So all right. So so when that shows up on caller ID or, or however you knew it was him, what what starts going through your mind? Well, I didn't even know who it was to okay. be honest with you. And he said, "Hey, this is Bob Chalberg with you know Sporklips Haircuts, and I know I only met you you know a brief time, but um, I really felt there was something special about you, and um, I'm just kind of wondering where you're." at in life and would like to see if you want to meet for coffee and I really felt like because my life was in such a better place now at this point Mm -hmm. that um God was giving me an opportunity like everything else kind of had fallen into place I had met my boyfriend at the time which is now my husband Mm -hmm. um and this was like one of the pieces that was kind of missing so and, good. and the cup of coffee was was it was he re-interviewing you or was he literally he was just checking in what what was that conversation like you know it was like two friends talking it was uh-huh. um I didn't go into deep details about kind of the struggles that I'd been having at that time in my life but I shared enough to let him know that um I was sorry for for what happened mm-hmm. um and it was, it was totally my doing, um, but that I was in a much better place in my life. And uh, he just did such a good job of reiterating kind of the core values of the company too. It wasn't in a shameful way, mm-hmm. like, I can't believe you did that or, or whatnot. He really was putting it more on me, like, this is what we have to offer. Are you ready for it kind of thing. Did it feel like, what, what, I mean... It had been a year, or or almost a, a year. Over a year. Okay, been over a year. Did it ever feel like, well, man, he must be desperate for stylists if he's going through his Rolodex, calling people that have didn't even show up, and uh, or did it feel like there was something genuine and he really was just checking in on your, on your uh, you know, best interests? Well, it felt really genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I do full time recruiting, uh-huh. I'm kind of like, ah, oh, I, uh, okay, okay, uh-huh. I see, I see, but. But also just to have somebody acknowledge that they saw something in you that you didn't even see in themselves mm-hmm. was a really huge step for mm-hmm. me. And uh, so you guys have that conversation, then what happens? So he offered me a stylist position back in Coon Rapids with the understanding that I would go in and, of course, talk with the store manager who I had left high and dry. Okay, so it was the same, same, same manager. manager. 
Um, so I did. And I went in by myself. I didn't have Bob on my side. Mm-hmm. or, And I really apologized and mm-hmm. said, I know I don't deserve a second chance, but I would like one. And, you know, this is why. And Kelly, the manager at that time, um, which is literally still with us at our mm-hmm. pilot store um, mm-hmm. almost 12 years um, just an amazing person and she's like you know I don't I don't trust you all right um, but I'm willing to give you a chance I love that yeah well, I and mean, I thought that was cool the and this for the parents out there something I tell my kids all the time is forgiveness doesn't equal trust you do have to forgive but trust you know you don't have to just blanket that statement that back you that can be earned over time uh and so they she she forgives you Mm -hmm. hires you back but now you got to show up you got to call on days that you're not going to come in how does that trust how long do you feel like it kind of that trust process took to really work itself back oh gosh um you know it was quick i'm i'm a super hard worker um you can you she could see that right from the beginning i picked up on the five-point play really quick Mm Um, she saw I was committed. I have obviously a great personality. Oh, of I course. Mean, yeah. Yes. Duh. So I was building great relationships with the clients as well. Um, my numbers were great. I mean, even that first year, I mean, I won multiple awards for take home per client and paid back bar and those types of things that are. And is it, are you now believing the sport clips values about yourself? Is that the big change that's happened in your life over that year plus? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had been with Sport Clips at the Coon Rapids store for about four months. And Bob was opening up a store in Highland Park, St. Paul, mm-hmm. um, MN 112. And he said, I want you to manage it. I want you to hire the people. I want you to manage it. Had you, have, were you assistant manager at no. 101 or anything? No, Key nothing. Or anything? Okay. Well, key holder, okay. All but... Right. You know. But you hadn't been through any management training yet or proving yourself mm-hmm. other than those four months of working your tail off. Okay, yeah. so uh, describe. can you describe when, you, when, was that a phone call? Did he stop in person? And what are you thinking when you hear this offer? Oh, he stopped and said, hey, I'm opening this new store. I think you have the leadership abilities and I think this would just be a phenomenal opportunity for you. And I'm like, wow. Well, needless to say, at that time, that was a 45-minute drive, 50-minute mm. drive each way for me. Wow. Um, which was a lot. Yeah, especially your kids are still small, yeah. but first, second, third, fourth grade around that time, right? Right, so, right. So unrealistic almost, it feels like. It felt like it. Yeah. Um, but there was a part of me that liked the feeling of being needed and wanted, yeah. mm-hmm. but in a good way, mm-hmm. in a different way, other yeah. than a way that I've felt that before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and so you go. Are you married at that time? No, I'm not. Okay, so you weren't weren't married. Did you consult with it? your husband's name is Chad? Yes. Right. So, do you and Chad talk about this, or you make your mind up that this is what I'm going to do? We did talk about it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we'd been dating about a year and a half, mm-hmm. and. We both saw that it was a good opportunity mm-hmm. um, for me. So you take the job. Mm-hmm. You're now commuting for 45 minutes each way. Each way. I was going to say five days a week, but that's probably un- unrealistic, right? Very yeah. unrealistic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So eight days a week. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
And uh, what what is that experience as you begin to manage your first ever location? Oh, it was so exciting. Um, just being able to build my own team. Mm-hmm. Oh, because um, you got, yeah, it was a GO, right? I mean, Grand yeah, Rapids, I, got, oh, yeah, okay. yep. So you got to go hire everybody, interview everyone. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm just a small town girl, right? Mm-hmm. So I grew up in Brainerd. Minnesota, which is two hours north, and I okay. live in the North Metro, so I'm driving down to St. Paul, mm-hmm. which you know is not like spectacular, but it, it's a it's a city, mm-hmm. right, compared to what I was used to. So I'm like I'm living in the yeah, big yeah, city right. kind of thing, and city slicker, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, city slicker, and um, it was exciting. Um, it's amazing how feeling passionate about something and really loving what you do can get you through those really exhausting times. Mm -hmm. Because I will say it was exhausting opening a new store in a new location. You are the face of that place. Um, So I, I worked a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did. And, and I'm proud of it. It's, it's not that I'm saying, Oh, it took this or that, but at what point, so now you were a stylist, Mm -hmm. Who walked out, walked away, got called back a year later, became a manager of a brand new location. At what point does the light bulb go off in your head and that you're beginning to think, you know what, I'd like to be part, I'd like to have some stores, be part of an ownership group or something. This is a concept, this is a a culture that I want for the rest of my life to be involved with, essentially. Where where does that, you know, where does the light bulb, where does the switch go, go on? Yeah, so I stayed at that store for about a year, uh-huh. um, and then I managed a couple other locations, kind of rebuilding, helping rebuild the okay. culture, and um, I did that for a couple years, and then I actually worked as a certified area coach in our market for three years, so um, when I came on as a coach, I was the only coach in our market mm-hmm. for Minnesota and North Dakota, um, so I went to... So you literally went everywhere. I mean, that's, I did. it's not a small, Minnesota's not a small state. I opened 23 okay. brand new sport club stores in our market as oh. a coach. In in three years? Is three that what years, it was? Three years, yep. Wow. And hired and trained two additional coaches. So mm-hmm. it was, it was really fun mm-hmm. and very busy. And what I loved is that I could see not just the bigger picture as far as the culture and this and that, but I was involved in something like so outside myself of the mentorship with not just new team members, but new franchise owners that mm-hmm. are literally investing their their retirement accounts yeah. and still working another job. And, you know, I'm kind of the go-between of helping that be successful mm-hmm. for them. It was really, really cool. And are so. you are you recognizing in all your interactions with team members across now twenty three or how many stores that you're helping open, uh, maybe some of the 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 traits that were in you as a younger stylist and you're identifying you know I can speak into her his or her life in this way and uh, and can you tell me about the impact that it had now that you had been on the other side and now that you're doing the coaching thing that that made. Yeah, I think. Um... For a long time, you you don't necessarily look at things necessarily as an opportunity or mm. why something is placed in your life. But I really knew that what I was doing for sport clips and mentoring these new team members was something I was being called to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of like you're you're feeling this destiny pulling you I in really this direction, was, yep. yeah. And, and then, not just as a hairstylist. Yeah, I mean, really mentoring 
people interpersonally and, and helping them emotionally and and showing them, first of all, you know what, you're not alone. I've been there. I've felt that way too. Um, it was, it's powerful and it, it still is. Mm-hmm. And so. you, 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 so now you, you style, you were a stylist, manager, coach, mm-hmm. uh, and what's the next transition? So, um, Bob and, you know, Bob and Marlo had approached me and, um, we really in our market, cause Bob was working as our area developer, mm-hmm. um, at that time. And we had a really strong growth period mm-hmm. there, um, knew that um, he literally just said to me, you know, I want to continue to grow this market. Mm -hmm. And I know you are already emotionally invested, but I think if you were also financially invested, I know I won't lose you. (laughs) And I'm like, really? No call, no show, no worries anymore. Okay. So he sat down and talked with my husband um, because I knew what I was doing for Sport Clips as a coach was super important to me, and I didn't want there to be any ambiguity yeah. between my support with the market and my personal investment yeah. in our group. Um, so and had you ever expressed a desire to him, to him or Marlo, that I'd like? Okay. No. So he just recognized there might be a great opportunity for you to have a little more skin in the game, but mm-hmm. for you to realize additional success opportunities in your life if he brought this to the table for you. All right. Well, and I think it was kind of a, a reward in a way for me too because everybody that I worked with in our group already saw that I looked at it like I owned it. Mm-hmm. I worked it every day like I owned it. Yeah. Whether I had that that investment or not. Mm-hmm. So the financial investment. And now were you... So at this point, you and Chad are married. Yes. Okay, so this was a... I'm sure... This wasn't a 30-second conversation you no. guys had no. about doing this. Definitely not. So uh, you you come around, you make this, I'm assuming you make the decision then uh, to, to go this route. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you had already kind of felt like you were or acted like you owned it, was there uh, anything that changed in either emotionally or intrinsically when you began this new venture or the new relationship or was it just business as usual? So quite honestly, um, because I do the recruiting and the training and development, I very seldom tell anybody that I'm an actual franchise owner. Mm -hmm. Um, I still cut hair behind the chair a couple days a week. Really? Yeah. At any store or certain stores? The stores that we have. Okay. We have 16 And you just rotate and... If they need help, I'm there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... I think that I am able to build a, a very personal relationship with new team members, especially, and existing team members. Because when I'm in that store, I'm working side by side with them. Mm-hmm. I am not Marty Joe, the team leader. Mm-hmm. I am not checking every retail shelf. I uh-huh. am not saying, well, why aren't you going on break? Why are you on break? Uh-huh. Right. You know, things like that. So I, I have a different rapport, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and some of that, I think, is just built out of respect because I I still work hard in the stores. Yes. Well, what's next? What do you see on the horizon? Well, retirement someday. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I, I, I think that, you know, I want to continue to keep growing our stores. I am on our ambassador team. 
mm. um, here in Minnesota. And I, I love where that's going. Um, I like so you're going into the beauty schools and yeah. talking about sport clips as an option and yeah. doing some things. Well, what are some other things you're doing as an ambassador? Mostly that. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm obviously, I see a lot of potential in some of our team members that I would love to show them that they have an opportunity to be on the ambassador mm-hmm. team too. Um, I think it's so important right now you know, to recognize the fact that a lot of our trades are down, which we know, um, our industry is the same. Yeah. So I, I like being able to go in and, and what's cool with the ambassador team is that we aren't just plugging sport clips, even though I personally think it's the best place to mm-hmm. work. Um, we're really being honest with them about what this industry really is. And I think that's important. Um, so even if they don't choose to come to us right away, I think putting that foundation of who we are and kind of the respect that we have when we're in the schools, if, if they really want what we have, we'll get them. Yeah. Someday they'll come. They'll come. One of the things that I think is fascinating about your story is some, you know, sometimes I'll sit down and interview a, a team leader who started as a stylist, and uh, it feels like more times than not, she uh, – it's all been women so far – but she uh, – <laughs> She set out. She knew the, the the first time she was out of sport clips. I'm I want to own these one day. Uh, it feels like your story kind of unfolded uh, gradually, and it was really Bob and Marlo who saw the potential in you. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you let me know a little bit, and then we'll get to kind of the wrap up questions here. Uh, but can you can you describe the impact that? Uh, the, it sounds like a family dynamic relationship that you really have with them and a, a lot of the team members here. But uh, can, can you help those maybe that are outside of Sport Clips looking in? Can you give us a glimpse behind the curtain on what it's like when you're, when you're that close to other members of the organization? Well, I mean, sometimes I think it's, it's trying to find your place, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we all wear very different hats but work well together. Um, you know, Bob is more the COO and, and yeah. kind of handles everything. Um, yeah. We try and get him to delegate a little more. Uh, he doesn't like to give things yeah. up, but we try. Um, we also have a couple area managers, uh, which are amazing, um, and also help with recruiting or training if I need help. Um, Marlo is very involved as well with marketing, um, advertising, you know, Listen360. So we also have a human resource person, you know. Um, we kind of all know what we're doing, but really know to get to where we want to be, we couldn't do it without each other. All right. Yeah. So That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's why you're a secret of my success series episode because uh, that's, that's a pretty incredible... I don't know that anybody else can really follow in the footsteps of exactly what you have been through, gone through, uh, and and pulled off. So uh, proud of you. That's an amazing story. Thank you. Uh, before you leave, can I ask you 10 kind of just fun questions sure. and get to, to pick Absolutely. your brain a little bit? I, I won't ask follow-ups to these. These are just uh, so I can know you a little bit better and the listeners can, can know you a little bit better. Number one, which superpower would you most like to have? Oh, boy. Um, I'd love to be invisible. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Are you an introvert? 
No, not oh, yeah. at all. That's why, so maybe that's why. So no. just when you've had enough as, you know, of the social stuff. You I'd could... like to hear what people say. Oh, when they okay. Don't know all right. Uh, number two, what is your personal motto? Oh, boy. Um, if you want it, go get it. Nice. You've done that. Yeah. Other than where, number three, other than where you live now, where else in the world would you most like to live? Oh, boy. Um, I haven't really been that many yeah. places. Um, probably Florida. Or, oh, I'm going to say California. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hell, because okay. I have traveled there, and uh, the temperature really is always uh-huh. pretty steady. And no humidity. No humidity. Yeah, uh-huh. Yep. I liked California. I'll put my so plug I'm, in for California. I'm going we'll with ta- we'll you take it. That's yeah. right. Number four, who is a celebrity you'd most like to meet one day? Oh, boy. Probably Oprah Winfrey. Oh, love Oprah. Yep. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? You betcha. You betcha. Yes. We'll, we'll read the transcript of this, and you probably said it four or five times. And actually. um. Um? Ah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's I a common. I that a Don't lot. Worry about and that I one. say I'm sorry a lot, which I shouldn't. Okay. No, of course not. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. What sound or noise do you love? Birds. I love oh, chirping birds. Nice. What sound or noise do you hate? Screaming children. Okay. Yeah, I've had a few of those. You mean in the chair? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what profession other than your own would you have been good at or at least have wanted to try? Oh, I think I would have made a great counselor or therapist. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're kind of doing that, yeah. right? You're, yeah. You're, yeah. You're got, when you got a client in the chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Oh, my children. Mm-hmm. I'm very blessed mm-hmm. to, to not only have the two kids I have. My son's 26. My daughter's 19. They're both doing good things. They're mm-hmm. good people. Um, and then I have two bonus children is what I call yeah. them, uh, 17 and 14. And I've been in their lives for 10 years. So I'm really, that's a huge Huge accomplishment. Yeah, that's sweet. I love when moms answer that question yeah. that way. Uh, if heaven indeed exists, last question. If heaven indeed exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well, first of all, in my opinion, heaven does exist. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I am there, he will look at me and say, I'm so glad you never lived your life with regret. Great. And uh, may that be a reminder to all of us. No regrets. Just go out there. And live your life and do, the, do your best until you know better. When you know better, do better. And I uh, want to thank Marty Joe for being on today, for being uh, a success story for Sport Clips and for your life and for your kids and your family and for all that you've done to make it successful. We appreciate you and are proud of you. Oh, thanks for having all me. Right. Good job. Thanks. Thanks, everybody.